The pasuk regarding a koyin says he may not become tomei lehechaloi. This teaches that a mace does not give off tuma until he actually dies. Rebbe learns this from the word in the pasuk of a nazir, which says bimoisam. What's the difference between these drushes? Well, the chayyid learning the same thing that a mace does not give off tuma until he's fully uh, not here anymore. So it's just a tanakam learns it from lehechaloi, and Rebbe learns it from bimoisam. So what's the difference? So Rebbe Yechonin says it's just it's mashmoyis darshan ikabanai. It was just simply a difference in how we darshan, but otherwise the halacha there's no difference. Rishlakish had no, there's an actual difference in halacha. The difference would be regarding a person who's at death's door, meaning a goisis. According to the Tanakhama, he would be metama, or at least he would be uh, over the lehechaloi. And according to Rebbe, he would not be metama, meaning he would not be over lehechaloi, because only b'moisam are they, are, are they metama. In fact, what does the Tanakhama do with the word b'moisam? He uses it for the drasha of Rebbe in Ebrisa, where he says that b'moisam teaches that a nazir may not become tame to a mace, but may become tame to a metzaira or to a zav. How will Rebbe of the first Brisa learned this, Mar says the Pasik could have said Bimois. Instead it says Bimoisum, therefore allowing both drushes. Number one, that the Mason don't give off Tuma until they're fully no longer um, in this world. And number two is that the Nazir can become is allowed to become a tame to the Mitsaira or to the Zav. What does Rebbe do with the word lehechaloi? Rebbe, who uses, who learns it from b'moisam, what does he do lehechaloi? The Gemara says he learns that the iser of a kain to become tomei applies to a kain who is not yet tomei. But if he's already tomei, there's no further iser. How does the Tanakhama learn this halacha? Gemara says the pasuk could have said lehechal, and instead it said lehechaloi. Therefore, allowing for both drushes and teaching both of these halachas. In fact, a Mishnah specifically says that a goisis does not give off tuma. So not like the Tanakama says according to Reish Lakish, and for the Gemara, the Tanakama according to Reish Lakish would agree that the person does not give off Tumah while he's a Gaisis. However, he holds that there is an Isser for a Kayan to profane his, to profane himself, which includes touching a Gaisis, is considered an act, an act of profaning himself. Therefore, the Indian Tumah and Echanami, it's until he's fully not here anymore. But the Indian Lehechaloi, that already starts according to Reish Lakish, according to the Tanakama, that would begin already at the time of Gaisis. Rav said, if a Kayin's father's head was cut off, the Kayin could not be metama to him, because the Pasuk says he may be metama le'oviv, which suggests that the father's body is complete and not missing any parts. Rav Hanuna asked, if this is true, a Kayin who, who had his head chopped off by robbers outside of civilization, the will have no one to bury him, even if he's traveling with his son, because his son can't be metama to him, no one else will be able to get out there to him. Rav Chisa said, that's the case of a mate's mitzvah. So of course the son can be metama to his father, not al's father, but al's mate's mitzvah. No different than, no different than any other mate's mitzvah. We learned that a mace mitzvah is only someone who has absolutely no one to care for the mace. But in this case, there is a son here who can hire people to bury the father, and therefore the father, the father would not have the status of a mace mitzvah. And for the Gemara, since he's so far away from other people, he's given the status of a mace mitzvah due to the difficulty in getting him buried. And therefore the son, even though al-Sla'oviv, he would not be able to be metal to him as a father because he's not complete, according to Avchistam Merav. However, he would be able to be metamatim alt-mates mitzvah. Frechtimar Brisa says that after burying his father, a kayan may become tummy again if he finds a bone of his father the size of a, bar- a barley, meaning he's allowed to be metamatim that size of a barley uh, um, a bone from his father as well. This would mean that originally when he was when he was metamatim the first time to bury him, there was a piece missing, and we see that he was allowed to be metamatim not like uh, Rav Chistam Merav said, Mar says the Brisa follows this Brisa follows Rav Yehuda, who Taka allows the Kohen to, be, to become Tomei even when he's not a Sholem to his father, even when his father is not a Sholem, but would not follow the Rabbanon whose opinion is followed by Rav Chista, who does not allow it. In fact, Mar. 
Bryce taught by Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov says that a koyin may be metamah to less than a complete body of his relative. So Rabbi Azoy is shver again according to Rabbi and Rav. And for the Gemara, the Bryce, this Bryce also follows the view of Rabbi Yehuda. And Rav, who is quoted by Rabbi Chista, follows the view of another Bryce where Rabbi Yeshua ben Elisha and four elders told Rabbi Tzadik HaKoyin, who was obviously a koyin, he told, they told him that he would not become tummy to his father when he found out that his father passed away three years after his death. Why? Because he said at that point in time, the father is definitely not complete anymore. So you see that there's Rabbi Shubh and Elisha and others who held that it does have to be a sholem in order for him to be, in order for a koyim to be metamah to him. So therefore, he would, Rav would follow the, the view of, of, of Rabbi Shubh and Elisha and the other Tanoim, whereas Rabbi Yehuda would be another Tana who holds that even if he's not a sholem, he's still a koyim to be metamah to the Shiva Kravim, even if they are not shleimim.